Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bigfoot Collectors Club. Big Harry Summer. Podcasters ain't easy to love, they're harder to hold They make hundreds of episodes, but never earn diamonds of gold Zoom session special guests always got something to say If you don't like and subscribe Give them five stars They'll probably just run away So mamas don't let your babies Grow up to make podcasts Don't let them pick topics And book guests and talk Let them be gamers and streamers and such Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to mean podcasts Cause they're always at home and recording alone Even with co-hosts they love Podcasters like dingy old sound booths and rooms for recording Just give them a mic and some headphones and they'll be alright And them that don't like them, give them one star and annoy them And they'll sift through the comments and insist that they're right As strangers' opinions keep them up all night Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to make podcasts Don't let them pick topics and book guests and talk Let them be gamers and streamers and such Oh, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to make podcasts they're always at home and recording alone Even for fans that they love <laughs>
Well, thank you for indulging that. <laughs> thank you, Shadow Bats, wherever you are. BJ and the Shadow Bats, everybody. All right, everyone. Welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. What's up, guys? Bryce Johnson here. And our super producer. Riley Bragg. Um, this is our first in-person live podcast show since before the pandemic. Yeah, it's which been is a while. Wild. Yeah. We've been doing live streams uh, with our friends over at Popsy Lounge. We're so excited to be here at RTX Festival for our first live show back. Thank you, everybody, who is here this morning on a lovely Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Taking you to Big Bigfoot Church in Texas That's today. Right. Bigfoot Church. <laughs> How many? Are there any Club Scouts here in attendance? All right. We got All one. Right. Oh, we got there two. Go. couple Club Scouts. I see great. The oh, yes. Great. Yes. Lovely. You got Excellent the shirt. Ryan Smallman shirt. All right. Well, you guys, I want you to get your brains ready because we might need both of you a little bit later. All right. So just I hope you're awake. Um, all right, so as you two know, and as the rest of you are going to find out, this summer is Big Hairy Summer. All summer long, we are talking about stories of high strangeness that involve big hairy monsters, so Bigfoot, uh, goat creatures. What else? What do we got? Uh, Sa there's Bigfoot and Sasquatch. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're just saying yeah. names Yeah, for just Bigfoot, Big Sasquatch. But, um, Batsquatch? Bat Squatch is a big hairy monster. Sheep Squatch is a big hairy monster. Uh, and we're not stopping that just because we came to Texas to do a show for you guys today. So I want to get right into it, uh, Bryce, Riley, because we have so much show. We have such little time. We have an amazing guest uh, that you, most of you probably know. Uh, if you're a fan of Rooster Teeth and Cryptids and Mysteries, then you definitely know this gentleman from Achievement Hunter, Zed Direction, and the podcast Red Web. Please welcome Trevor Collins to the clubhouse. Hi, Trevor. Let's give him a big round of applause as all he makes right. his awkward entrance all the way across <laughs> it's the ballroom. It's a very long walk. Here he goes. Oh, he's slowing oh, he's down, everybody. Hold on, there he needs he a, he yep. needs a oh, break. No, oh no, he's falling down. Oh, okay, he's, he's recovered. Good. He's coming in. Didn't spill a drop of coffee, no, Trevor. Hello, I did spill a little bit of coffee. Oh no, Trevor. Uh, thank you so much for being here. How thank is for having me. RTX Fest going for you? So far, so good. It's been awesome to meet everybody, and, and you know, it's it's one of my favorite things we get to do every year is be able to see all the people that are otherwise just numbers or comments or emails or whatever. And so we get to actually sit down and like see you all and connect with you. And it's it's my favorite thing. Well, 100%. we're so happy you're here. We're happy you guys are here. So let's get right into it. So on the show, we love to ask all of our guests, what is your personal paranormal history, Trevor? How okay. did you get into mysteries? How did you uh, first get into this realm? And have you ever had an experience that you can't explain? Sure, absolutely. So um, when I was a kid, I stumbled into TAPS. I don't remember the name of the show at this point, but it's the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Okay. It was, oh, it wow. was like... Not I thought you meant tap dance, dance class. Well, I was like, it, I was tap on. dancing with a ghost. <laughs> um, no, uh, the TAPS, there's, there's Ghost Adventures, which eventually I got around to. Um, but I think it was... I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I stumbled into all these like ghost hunting shows as a kid, and I just, I just loved it. Uh, there's something about the unknown that's always just stood out to me. And then as time went on, I started looking more into like mysteries and reading stories and whatnot. And then flash forward to being here at Rooster Teeth and with Achievement Hunter, we had a show called Haunter, which was us actually going out and also kind of investigating haunted hotspots around the nation and eventually around the world, which was really cool. And um, 
And so I've had a few encounters uh, through that. Oh. And also with Red Web, it, it, we've, we've begun doing like Halloween specials where we'll go to Yorktown Memorial Hospital here, not in Austin, but nearby. It's like a maybe two hour drive or so here in Texas. And that place was spooky, also the birthplace of baby hands. That place is haunted by a ghost <laughs> that is very small. What? Very small handprints all over that place. Um, that place needs to be burned to the ground <laughs> and the earth needs to be salted so nothing can grow back there. But That's the, terrifying. I mean, if there's a sheep squatch, you can have a baby hand. Sheep I mean. squatch. I love that. Um, but the, the creepiest one I'd ever had was back with Haunter um, in Michelin Priory in, in England. So this is maybe, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours again, uh, south of London. There's an old priory, several centuries old. And it's, it's been slightly rebuilt, but a lot of it's original. And um, that's one of those places where you hear a lot of voices, you see a lot of things. I was like hearing splashes in the river as I was out on this. They, they have a moat around this thing. That's kind of how old it is. Oh, cool. I'm hearing splashes in the moat while the door to the gateway just keeps opening behind me. I just wanted to interrupt for a moment. Yeah. Didn't you guys think as kids that like moats would come up more often as an adult? Like, didn't you think you were going to encounter them way more yeah. than we have? Like, that's probably the only moat you've yes. ever seen in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. <laughs> it was like castles and moats. I felt like I was going to run into those nonstop. I, I need yeah. to figure out how to get the drawbridge down. Yeah. Never came into play. I got, you know, there's going to be some challenges in life. And one of those is going to be, how do I get this drawbridge down by firing an, an arrow through like a narrow right. socket? Yes. Um, storming the castle. But man, I don't know. I've seen a lot of a lot of little like sounds and things. But the most exciting one, the most vivid one was, of course, uh, as we are wont to do in Achievement Hunter, uh, we prank people. That was part of the, the ghost hunting as well, was to ratchet up our own fear so to open ourselves up to any sort of experiences. And uh, my hazing ritual as part of going to the Michelin, Michelin Priory my first time was to tie me to the bed and then vacate the premises. And I was there tied to a bed in an old priory for about an hour. And the sounds that you start to hear and the, and the things you start to see, I was seeing like dark shadow figures like moving into the doorway. Oh, no. And like no. standing, like it felt ominous. Like these are like 10 foot doors, like these heavy doors, you know, they got to withhold an ax blow. And, uh, but to see like this giant shadow shift in and just kind of like be there, it was darker than the, than the darkness because all the lights were off. And then it would like kind of fade out if I like w looked at it too long or whatever. It was whoa. So was shadow people, shadow things. Is that the closest you came to like going? Okay, I saw something. Or did I, you... I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like disembodied voices that kind of run away with from you as you kind of approach them. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard things, heard voices. Um, we try to debunk everything because we we try to come in as like right down the middle. We're not skeptical. We're not full believers. We're like right in the middle. Anything we can debunk, we're going to try. Anything we can't, we just leave it up to the viewer to kind of any, see what they saw. You know? Any memory of something where you're like, I feel like we came in with this legend, but I feel like we've successfully debunked this. Is there like one that sticks oh, in man. your craw that you're like, I wish people didn't believe in this thing? I don't know. Uh, there's times where we talk about theories and episodes, um, whether it be like aliens are a, a favorite go-to theory for just about anything. They're, they're like the MacGyver of solutions. Yeah, just, just throw aliens in and it'll yeah, figure yeah, itself yeah. out. Um, <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't know. That It's kind of compelling. But then there's other times you're like, oh, come on, get out of here. Like, I don't know about that. We haven't really debunked any like 
mysteries or legends or urban legends like that. But um, whenever it comes to like sounds or whatever, especially like in Yorktown Memorial Hospital or Pennhurst Asylum up in Pennsylvania, like we'll try to chase down the sounds or figure out, okay, was it like a car driving by because of this street over here and reflections in the window? It's things like that, more like trying to practically break it down. Um, but my favorite part is when we kind of post the video, leave it up to the task force to kind of watch over it and leave comments if they see something. Because sometimes things show up in the audio or in the video, and we honestly just don't have the time to pour through the hours of footage and audio to see what might be in there. Any EVPs, any like shadow movements, or any orbs or anything. So task force is awesome because they'll do that. Then we'll go over that. And sometimes like they see some stuff that freaks us out in retrospect. Oh, yeah. Whenever I'm going through like a, a, a great video, I'm always looking at the comments because there's always people that are watching these videos. They always catch something that you usually miss. And it's good to take a, a sort of gauge as to where people feel on, on some type of phenomena. Yeah. Know? Well, let me turn the question back on you guys. Yeah. Has there been any oh, experiences no. that you've had? And I'm sure your audience is well aware of some of these, but like that you've either uh, fully debunked or left you going wait a minute, I well, might know something now. I don't know about debunking. I mean, we definitely feel, for me personally on the show, I'm always excited mostly about the lore and the yeah, stories. Sure. That, like, and not, I, as you'll see coming up too, we do like to ask opinions about whether something might be real or might not be real. There are definitely stories where that we've researched, and I'm trying to think of a specific one without calling out specific names of people, but like, I think, for example, and this is just opinion, obviously with all the UFO stuff that's coming out right now, yeah. there's, there's something to it. I've always believed that we're being visited, whether it's from someplace out there or someplace from a neighboring dimension or maybe even something here terrestrially that we don't understand. No doubt. But I've never fully bought into the belief that the government knows everything and they're keeping all the answers from us. I think they clearly know more stuff than we do or have collected some of this stuff, but I don't necessarily believe they even know what they have. So I tend to, and then you get into the levels of like how much disinformation is being spread around and all that stuff. So I tend to just in general go, don't believe anything that anyone's telling you. And this is kind of a general rule yeah. for the show. Yes. Yeah. You know, because uh, nobody really knows what's going on. Sure. Keep an open mind, but also kind of have your gut instinct up. And when something tells you, I don't know, this doesn't smell right. Right. It's probably not right. I don't. Do you have any specific ones, Bryce? No, um, I can't think of any, but that's always a great barometer for the paranormal or the strange. When somebody claims... Like even going back to those old uh, sort of occult authors like Blavatsky and, and, and Crowley, when somebody claims to have the, uh, the direct line of communication and they know exactly what's going on, usually that's a great bullshit detector meter to yeah. go, okay, well, you're, you're probably getting uh, something right, but it's not the whole story. You know, everyone is just a filter. And everybody's like user faces personal. Yes, so like stuff right. that worked for Crowley might not work for us. Some of it might. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing uh, I will say uh, to Bryce's chagrin, I don't think Uri Geller is a real psychic, and I don't <laughs> think he knows how to bend. There was a great article in the, in, yeah. the, in the New York Times that just came out about Uri Geller. I always like the Uri Geller bending spoons things because I believe in, 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 in sort of the quiet. I believe in these you know latent psychic powers that are 
that are within all of us, and I believe he might have tapped into something. Plus, his origin story is just so his origin story is so great. <laughs> yeah, like he exactly he stuck his finger into a socket and saw. Okay. He saw. Okay, Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Who's yeah. fingering outlets, and 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 what is this ability that they have now? Well, you know, he has the the ability to. He's uh, a magician. To al um, to alter the the physical universe with, with he bends spoons. With his mind. He bends spoons. <laughs> he bends spoons. Are they gallium can, spoons by he can chance? Stop clocks. He, he he's also. A great remote viewer he can see what's inside uh sealed envelopes it just stuff. takes this, a so little this, poking and this boy, a, a mental mental get going yeah. you know i do want to actually go yes. back okay. to your yes. earlier question one thing one one paranormal thing that i've always um felt as authentic as can be and and have always been and i still continuously try to debunk it but it's that patterson gimlin film um that came out in 1967 of that, uh, you know, that the classic big classic one that we've all seen, you know, the Bigfoot that comes from a real filmed footage. And uh, I continue continue to this day to, to look at that and go, that is just about as authentic as it can be. And and so I really have a hard time debunking that. And so that stands for me in the world of cryptids is as one of the most authentic pieces of, of filmed footage, because, you know, when you look at it and you take in the context of how it was filmed, uh, the people involved in it, and it it just becomes I don't know for me uh, truer every year. But um. it's really cool with modern technology just how well we can stable. Like that video has been so well stabilized yeah. and res restored, if you will, like yeah. just brought up. So like you can properly analyze it now. And like some people look at it and then they and they start to see things like muscles moving mm -hmm, under skin, gliding sure. over bones and things like that. And I'm like, that is really cool. And I will trust at least uh, or open my mind to somebody who's an expert on that. I want to gather all the opinions and form my own. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I remember watching like one of those various TV series, probably on like Discovery or something like that, where there was a man who claimed to be the man in yep. that suit. Yeah. Right. And the most compelling thing to me about uh, about that was right time, right place, the opposite of an alibi. He was there. Yeah. Um, but really, to me, it was just his very peculiar walk. His natural walk was so close. You know what I'm talking about? When you see that that um, that tape, the way he, like, he yeah. moves in a very peculiar way that does, we all kind of associate now with a big, like, cryptid, like Bigfoot. It looks right. but. The man also has a very peculiar. Well, walk. so you're talking about Bob Hieronymus, was oh, okay. the guy, yeah. the guy who claimed to be in the suit. Now, Bob Hieronymus, at the time of that, of that film being filmed, was soaking wet. The guy was maybe 140 pounds, and he stands at about five nine. Um, so I do a show called Expedition Bigfoot, and we actually went to that actual film site, and with lidar lasering, we were able to pinpoint Whoa. the exact height of that creature, which had never been done before. People have been speculating uh, for decades as to the actual size of that creature. And we were able to pinpoint within, you know, millimeter accuracy that this creature stood at six foot three inches tall. Which you were notably a little sad about on camera because well, you were hoping well, for like... Yeah, but now listen, it? I thought this thing would be like seven foot eight feet tall, but but what we know um, that, that this creature in that From the video. It was Say probably it. a female because the pendulous breasts. Yep, and uh, mm -hmm. and so we know pendulous it was a female. Breasts. Yes, 
And, what a you know, descriptor. Yeah, <laughs> right. and actually, so that It'll works out well you. because <laughs> large primates like, like the silverback gorilla are usually, on average, about 25% larger than their female counterparts. So that actually works in perfectly with the size of a creature like that because if it was a male, uh, that would mean it would be standing at about seven and a half, eight feet tall. So yeah, that Bob Hieronymus, he gets a lot of play for, and I think it would be pretty easy to imitate that walk having seen that video. I mean, God, we can all That's do it. That's a fair it. point, That's for sure. Point, yeah, can we like get a, a handheld mic there if you need to do it? This is a live show, after all. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that Bob Hieronymus or Wait. is that Bigfoot? <laughs> Just a Bigfoot costume yeah. falls out of his back yeah. pocket. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, what is this? How old size? are you? Jeez. Yeah, but. Yeah, but uh, so I always liked, I, 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 he does get a lot of play, and uh, that, I've seen that video. It is pretty, he does do the damn good walk, which makes it hard for a lot of people to sort of jump on board. I, I will say, though, that is the biggest piece of evidence that stuck with me. Mm. I, unless I just wash over and I've forgotten everything else, that's pretty much it as far as the evidence for him being yeah. uh, the creature. But that is really cool, not only that you went there, but you also use LiDAR to basically scan the area. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it I was, love that. It was great. And, you know, if you ever want to go back and look at that video, uh, there's something that I missed that I just discovered only a few years ago is when it's walking, you can, if you take a look at the legs, you can actually see the toes go up as it plants its foot into the wet sand. Now, if that was just like, uh, you know, a, a slip-on rubber foot cover or whatever, there's no way you're going to get those toes to, to sort articulate. of bend up and to plant themselves into the sand. And you can see the musculature on the calf. Look, I'm getting excited. I know. I know. We don't. We well, only have an hour, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, let's move on. So there's so many details to glean uh, from that video. When you get home, just go ahead and YouTube it. You can know. Google it. You can Google it. You guys do the research. Give it a quick Google. I just want to say, I, I, love, I love how into it you are because like that's, that's what I love about mysteries and that's what I love about like our audience called The Task Force, how into it all of us get. And like, but we're also open to all the ideas, you yeah. know, and that's how you have to be. Well, I, I think what's so fascinating about that video, too, is it perfect, perfectly encapsulates the paradox of the unknown. You have so much there that you can go, this is believable. And you have so much there that you can say, this is bullshit. Yeah. And there's something about that trickster element to the thing where you're like, that's where we get caught up. You yeah. could be, but it also couldn't be. Right. Yeah, and that's really where I think we all dwell. Hey, Bigfoot Collectors Club is brought to you by Manscaped. While you weirdos are celebrating Big Hairy Summer, I'm going in the opposite direction and embracing Smooth Sack Summer. <laughs> I love that. When you're basking in the summer sun, all right, make sure you escaped from your pubes to your bum. Keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. These guys are leaders in below-the-waist grooming, and they're making sure that we all have a ball this summer. I love this. This is going good by staying fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code BCC. Uh, hey, Uncle Dickie. Uh... Yeah. Hey, man. Are you, are you just doing ads without us now? Yeah, I sure am. That's right. No one likes accidents in a bathroom, right? You know what I mean? Of, of any kind, but especially the ones that happen because you're trying to shave your balls and you don't know what you're doing, so you start cutting stuff. That's not good. You know what I mean? Get equipped with Manscaped, okay, you guys? The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, 
and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight onto your jewels in your junk when you need it for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof. Beach, lake, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Yeah, like me. <laughs> oh, Manscaped has the whole package. Take, for instance, the Ball Preserver Crop Deodorant with a smoothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. And this clear drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. Or there's the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. And this kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. It's definitely a necessity when you're wearing your sandals this summer. Yeah, nails are great, but let's keep it to balls, Bryce's weird friend. The Manscaped <laughs> Performance Package 4.0. You're going to be looking your best at the summer barbecue. And by you, I mean your ding-dong, which looks bigger when you shave your pubes. It's true. Oh now, not that I need any help on that area. Okay, oh thanks, boy. Uncle Dickie. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, Manscaped has a great offer for each and every one of our Club Scouts. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BCC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BCC at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. Um, all right. Speaking of videos, we're going to move on to the next segment. Bryce, yeah. um, you've brought in something from your secret stash yeah all right so this is a part of the show uh we tend to do these on the live shows because it's video um where bryce has dipped into his personal collection he dipped um, on in it's just me combing through youtube it's <laughs> like late at night but you do i wish it was like a cool box where i opened up and brought out vhs tapes but it's really it is it is yeah, okay yeah right, it sorry, is sorry. um <laughs> so show us let's let's what what have you brought in from your VHS collection All right. uh, this Great. week? Well, and I want to get your guys' opinion out there, too. So when I'm looking for a video, I'm, I'm trying to look for something that I think might be an authentic phenomenon. So this is, this is the first one here. Take a look. Um, this is just simply titled Girl Ghost. Tell me what you guys... <laughs> Compelling. <laughs> this is not the ghost, by the way, that you see. You'll, you'll see. Keep your eyes peeled. Here we go. This is called Girl Ghost. Are you sure? I don't think so. Yeah! What's that? Oh, oh yeah. Up there! I told you! Hold on! I told you I seen something! Quickly! No! My back going running away! And now it's in the upstairs window. Whoa. What did I say? Oh my god! What did I say? Oh, oh she's gone! No, shush. No. And now she's no, in the no. I mean, no. either this, this girl moves super fast, and, <laughs> and these girls are like incredible filmmakers, or this might be something authentic. I don't know. I love that you call it incredible filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I looked at it again. Look how fast they get to the stairwell, and then and then it's just, it's, it's at the top yeah, of the stairs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll play it once again real quick. There's, and then there, here's the camera, and then boom. I mean, I can't climb stairs that fast. Like, did it ever occur to you there might be more than one girl ghost in this video? No. More than one stump person. No. Why would they lie them? on the internet? <laughs> Have you Michael. ever seen twins? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, Have yeah. you ever seen triplets? Yeah, all right. Well, I figured this one might not be. Yeah, I figured you guys might have. That makes sense. This one's fun, though. This does give me Enfield Poltergeist vibes, mm -hmm. which yeah. is one of my favorite mm -hmm. uh, stories of all time. So yeah. I do appreciate that. What do you guys think about 
this video over here compelling? Are you yeah, convinced? Yeah, maybe a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get, get it. We got some sideways thumbs, some thumbs down. One thumbs up from our friend Ryan Middledorf from Wood Elf in the back. Thanks for keeping us legitimate. Well, don't worry. I want to finish strong. So let's go to the next one here. We're okay. stalling for so, time, vamping, now, vamping. Now, okay. I mean, that one's almost like, like I, it's almost not blurry enough for me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a little too, little too clear. I, I think the fact human. that the film, the person filming saw something move in the stairwell, like instantly, that never happens. Usually yeah. it's like in the background, then they go, I saw this later when I was looking at my tapes, <laughs> All right. going over my day. Well, but she was like, Boom, what is that? Right. Yeah, it was a there was a weird morph cut and then looking up the stairs. Yeah, you're right. One thing I did like about it, it was filmed like 16 years ago. So today, like, I mean, it's it's harder to sort of, I mean, it's e much easier this, to make like This segment a, should be changed uh, to be called <laughs> Breaking Bryce's Heart. All right, all right. All right. Oh. <laughs> I'm moving on. Let all me right, know let's go on. Guys, these are fun, though. It's fun. Yeah, let me know what you guys think about this one. This one is called Bigfoot. Sasquatch sighting near Port Renfrew on Vancouver Island. Now, this was captured. I'm going to go ahead and just start playing. Um, in August of... Now, no, you're like not going to be title too credits. with this. Yeah, nice. uh, so a little this, bit of a bigger budget oh, on this one. Yeah, this was taken back in 2013 oh, on, on Vancouver right. Island. Now, a couple was driving back uh, to their home from Port Renfrew. And... They got out of the car, and, and the guy's wife just wanted to sort of hike, you know, because she's an avid hiker, deeper into the woods. And they captured this. Now, they're familiar with the wildlife of Vancouver Island. I will admit there are black bears and grizzlies on Vancouver Island, quite rare. But I just, I love, so they observed this subject for, for approximately 15 minutes. Oh, that almost looked oh. like a back of a head and shoulder right there. That's what they said. They said it sort of had Almost like a silverback pattern yeah. on the back, too. Yeah. We're looking, for those who aren't seeing this at home, we're looking at, and we should have done this for the first video, right. too, but oh well. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Links, that, will, links will be in the show notes, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're looking at just sort of some furry thing uh, that's tucked behind a tree, <laughs> as these videos usually go. Right. But it does look like we're looking at the right shoulder and the back of whatever it is. That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. It's kind of cool. I think one thing we can all agree on is it's definitely an organic living creature it doesn't yeah to be. <laughs> there are I, organs somewhere yeah, in there I, I, i'll say mm -hmm. that i don't want to I, I i think we can easily eliminate just some now if you're taking this video pursuit. why don't you just go like and have it turn to look at you right, right. i don't know man then the I footage mean, would never be found <laughs> yeah, yeah the exactly. would be torn asunder I don't know. What do you guys think in the audience? What we'll feeling? Oh, Big got some oh, more yeah. thumbs up coming up. Yeah. Enthusiastic yeah. nods. Good. Uh, All right. Cool. We like this one. Thanks, Dash, bro. To me, yeah. yeah. I, I, see the, I see the shoulder. What was very interesting was in like maybe 30 second range. It almost looked like it looked like the back of one of the shoulders and like a, a chest moving with breathing. Oh. Yeah. Mm. But you did mention a black bear, and I almost when it when it zooms out for a second yeah. around a minute 15 ish. It or could whatever, be the back of a bear. It did look like a bear that might have been front. Mm -hmm. Pause, Forging up on, a, in a tree. on a thing up yeah. on a tree. Is, <laughs> we were looking at the rump kind of 
do its thing as it's it's looking for something in a tree. Looking at yeah. that rump, do its We're thing. Just checking out yeah. rump. Checking One out thing I like rump. about this <laughs> video is it, it never it. really went viral. There's not a lot. There's not like you know, hundred thousand views on it. I mean, this is just an authentic. It's uh, really just something fuzzy they filmed <laughs> in the woods. Just the, a, lady, the lady lost her memory card, and they only found it like a few years later, and were able to post it. And and in our that show actually notes, lends legitimacy to it for me that she's like, oh, I saw something out there, but I don't know what memory. happened to that memory Where card. Where did we put that? Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. I asked this of Fredo, and I think I asked some task force members over the course of the RTX weekend, but. If this was a bear, yeah. or if this was Bigfoot, which would be more terrifying to you, genuinely? Oh, 100% Bigfoot, I think, because mm -hmm. I think people that, that, that you know, are used to walking in these types of woods, they get used to hunters, too, hikers. Yeah. They get used to the wildlife. They get used to seeing black bear and, and not so much grizzly. But, you know, I think, I think we underestimate, like, if you were to stumble some, uh, upon something like this and you had the <coughs> inkling feeling that this might be an authentic you know, Bigfoot, I think it would be absolutely terrifying. What yeah. about a moat full of bears or a <laughs> moat full of Bigfoot? Uh, Vancouver Island basically is a moat, dude. That's uh, <laughs> true. You know, and actually, you know, there are qu uh, quite numerous sightings on the, on this island. It has been monikered Ape Island. So I, I love... He's spending his summer there, so we... I'm spending my... Really? We're expecting there. some video. Yeah, I would love to do that. But so I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I do think that... That that's definitely a Bigfoot, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We got one more from your VHS we got one collection. More and I what do you to, have? I wanted to finish big. I think I might have showed this video on a prior secret test, but I wanted to bring it back for you guys in a live audience because I think this is oh, and stands today as one of the most authentic UFOs oh, yeah. with alien occupants ever film this is a this is a fun one to bring out to the festivals for this, sure this is absolutely a classic i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but this is for, called the kumberga sighting that was taken in turkey now this is a series we're in ufo land here we're in ufo land this was a series of 27 filmed ufo sightings that took place from 2007 to 2009 in a small beach community about 60 miles, uh, 60 kilometers west of Istanbul, Turkey. Now, the objects filmed were reported by many witnesses, including several individuals present during various recordings. I'm going to play uh, a little clip and a man speaking who was there during one of the films. This is Dr. Roger Lear. He's um, a who, foot doctor, so now, take him seriously. Well, he, yeah, he is, but he also... Uh, supposedly uh, took, operated on 17 individuals who claimed that they had alien objects within their body taken from abduction. So this is where high strangeness starts to get weird because now you have this person um, who was there during one of the filming. Enough talking. This was yeah, just hit play, TV. brother. Yeah, let me just hit play <laughs> and uh, and let's let. It was a bright full moon. And the low of the moon. So this is footage of another convention. And filming out over the water. There was no. This is Roger Lear, correct? Yes, this is Roger Lear. Oil platforms. There was no ships going by. And why does he have an earpiece mic? This camera had a 200 millimeter So there's the craft. Lens and an electronic doubler. So we were able to get very tight on the uh, leading edge of the craft. The craft, you have to realize, is being lit 
We're looking at a grainy but cool video of a craft floating near. Now we see some stills. Very, now, you can see the different dates that were taken, but this object seemed to come back year after year. standing in the viewing ports were typical bumper sticker sticker. There you Look, go. I mean, okay, hold on. I'm just going to stop it Whoa. right there. It looks to be two sort of classic alien grays sitting in this craft. This makes the craft also look very small. When if those things are supposed to be like four feet tall when each. When you see how far this image is taken over the Sea of Mamara in, in Turkey and how, and how far they had to zoom in, uh, like he said, with this 200 millimeter elect du electronic doubler, they were able to get this close. And you see in here, and this little creature's head moves too and throughout I, the video. I saw this, uh, I mean, I looked through the camera myself, and unfortunately we recorded it. That uh, video yep, uh, went to the University yeah. in Istanbul and went over extremely intense uh, scrutiny um, by the Turkish government. And then I mean, uh, it's blurry. The, uh, You're not close blurry. Yeah, yeah. So what, what is this bright green uh, measuring? It's not light. Is it electricity? Or so this is this is just uh, light being reflected from the moonlight. So Got as it. the craft, and you can see it in the daytime. Um, I'll just and let it catch up ahead of it. It just sort of looks like like five lights that sort of lead along the edge of this craft. Uh, recently, um, uh, this year, uh, the video was uh, given see, to as you, a, yeah. Uh, talking over him. Yeah, right, right. That makes sense. So, as you can see in the daytime, it really just looks like four to five lights hanging out over the Sea of Mamar. But as they zoom in and the and you know dusk turns into dark, you can start to see this this craft. It's kind of a a, a good old CS classic a, sauce. Uh, yeah. In Chile. My favorite and, part. Uh, but all these like. The sorry, I didn't mean to be on. Yeah. No. The, my favorite part about all these saucers, eyewitness sightings, and whatnot is like apparently. No matter where you are, they seem to have at least some level of uniformity across the Some stories. consistency, some right? Some consistencies. Yeah. And it's not like everyone across the world's corroborating, like, what are you going to say? What am I going to say? What? It's it's really interesting. And, like, I have actually wanted to throw you guys this question because, like, it seems like the U.S. has a, a lot of, like, whether it be videos or eyewitnesses or what have you, a lot of experiences. So this is really compelling to me because this is essentially on the other side of the world. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really cool to see some of this very similar phenomenon internationally, which is not nearly uh, as uh, either publicized or just not as exposed as much or talked about as much. Well, it's a great point. I mean, you know, we get sort of uh, encapsulated here in just the UFO phenomenon here within the United States, but this is a this is a worldwide phenomenon taking place in just about every country on the planet. Some more so than others, but. Um, yeah, so many witnesses to this. It, it was passed around through the Turkish government along with Russian and, and American agencies to go ahead and try and validate this uh, these films taken. And nobody to this day has been able to uh, debunk it. So it stands. What do you think, everybody? Thumbs up, <clears throat> thumbs down, thumbs up. Yeah. All right, strong. Yeah, okay, a little sideways. Strong, All right. I say that's probably the biggest hit. Well done, Bryce. Thank you. Woo. Thank you. Let's go put that's those back so in your stash. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if you listen to the show, you know that we, there's a game that we love to play with all of our guests. I'm going to go down a list of phenomenon. Rapid fire style. Okay. Trevor, if you're open to it, you're going to say believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. Okay. Got it. You got to make a decision one way or another. We can always circle back if we need to at the end of the list. If mm -hmm. you want to say, no, 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 hold on. Should I, I just pass everything? Justify. If you, 
I, there is no pass. There's no pass. <laughs> uh, pass. The only way I'm through is to do it. All right. Yes. This is a game that we like to call Bullshit or Believe It. All right. This is the big, hairy, summer version of the list. This is not the usual list. So here we go. Trevor Collins, on your mark. Get set. Ghosts. Open. All right. What are the, oh, believe uh, it. All right. Believe it. I already ruined the show. Uh, he loves oh, the rules. Believe it. There we go. Bigfoot. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Mothman. Bullshit. Dogman. What? Bullshit? Bats, bat Squatch. Hold on a second. Believe that. Hairy alien UFO knots. Don't know it? Just, Don't you know, aliens it. that could be hairy. All right. Oh, yeah, they got to be bald. The Beast of Galvadon. There's a big hairy wolf that uh, was believe kinda... it. Okay, great. Goatman. Oh, believe that. Momo. Uh, don't believe the Yowie. Believe it. The Jersey Devil. Be- don't believe it. Mystery big cats. What are all these big cats doing? That's a great <laughs> question. I believe Sasquatch. Believe just another name for Bigfoot. Bigfoot bodies were recovered after the eruption of Mount St. Helens. I can believe that. Bigfoot creatures have penetrated the subterranean infrastructure of Edwards Air Force Base. And that's where they are? Gotta believe it. You, Trevor Collins, could outsmart a werewolf. <sighs> Bet. Believe it. There you go. Interdimensional Sasquatch. Oh, don't believe it. Telepathic Sasquatch. Maybe believe it. Invisible Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe. Bigfoot looks blurry in every photo because he is blurry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll believe it. I want to believe that one. Finally, in our original timeline, the famous Bear family's last name was spelled Berenstein, not Berenstain. Oh, yes. I believe that. That is the Mandela effect of my life right, right. there. Great. Round of applause. Right. Well done, well Trevor done. Collins. Well done. Any, the, any that you <laughs> wanted to circle back on real quick and just justify? Oh, gosh, yes, many, and my, but my short-term memory is so bad. That's fine. <laughs> Great. No worries. Here we no, go. Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> some of those touch on a few things, like Bigfoot being invisible or having subterranean uh, out, outlets to just hang. What, what, is, um, what is your guys' take on, like, why they're so hard to find? And, like, if they're, if they're rare, maybe that's why. If they're numerous, how are we not seeing them more often? Um, I would love to know what your guys' take is. That's I, can, the, I can just feel the excitement coming yeah. out from Brad oh, yeah, yeah. as he leaves. It's a million dollar guys. question. Well, <laughs> well, I would I would counter that with they're 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 seen quite often and at least reported. Uh, you know, it, it's always like this. Um, do you guys know who Stanton Friedman is? That great UFO researcher. He was the nuclear physicist. Very credible guy. He would he would attend UFO conferences, and he would often ask the audience, "Okay, how many people here?" Uh, you know, uh, believe in UFOs, and, and everybody would raise their hand. And he'd say, how many people here have seen a UFO? And, and some people would, you know, lower their hands. But for the majority, I would say about 60 to 80% would kept their hands up. And then he would ask, finally, how many people here have reported that UFO sighting? And practically all the hands went down, leaving maybe less than 10% uh, of people. And so I think... That tracks for the Bigfoot phenomenon as well. So I think people see these creatures 
many more times than they're actually reported. Now, that being said, they're still quite reported frequently across pretty much every state here in the, in the continental United States and Canada, Mexico, everywhere. Yeah, they seem to, every continent seems to have its own. Here's where I get into a problem. Why, why are they all so different? And, and why does every country have a different version of it, which makes it a little stranger than it should be? But and I think <clears throat> they're in those castles surrounded by those moats right. that we never <laughs> go to anymore. Those little arrow yeah, slits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point, though. It could be that it's stigmatized. It could be that, you know, one of my favorite topics of discussion is the men in black. And it yes. could be that, you know, a, a shadow agency or some sort of governmental force could be putting, you know, the hush on it. Yeah. You know, to Especially make it, you know, if yeah. the Bigfoot has invisibility powers. Absolutely. They're they need still to harness trying to figure that, that out. For the military. <laughs> and, and that is a great point. There is a stigma. You know, I've talked to quite a few witnesses and not one of them has had anything really to gain from their sighting or coming forward with their sighting. They're usually, they're usually uh, quite hesitant to talk about their sightings and their incidents because, you know, they open themselves up to mockery and, uh, and not only from their friends and family, but coworkers. There's really no money to be gained. I've never seen somebody get rich off of a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, wait a minute, uh -oh. guys. Something's happening over here. <laughs> we got ourselves a sighting. What? Wow, wait a oh minute. What God. is this? It is the local, the resident Bat Squatch. Yeah, he's Bat real. Squatch right. is here today, Believe everybody. We it. found one. Oh, he's carrying a little bag of goodies. It looks like. Man. <laughs> um, today, Bat Squatch is visiting and bearing some gifts. So, guys, we're going to do a little quick trivia, and I think we're going to call first on our friends from BCC here. Uh, gentleman in the front row wearing the big hairy beard for the summer. Thank you for growing yours out Very along nice. with me. Um, uh, let's get, uh, uh, yeah, let's have a guardian friend come over, and we're going to play a little trivia now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, so what? Uh, here we go. Come on over to this gentleman here, sir. Yeah, what stay, is? Stay comfy. Yeah, you stay comfy. What's you your go. name, sir? Edward Sheriff. All right, Edward. Edward. Great. So Bat Squatch is coming over. We Creeping got a trivia question over. for you. If you get the answer correct, you get a prize. Okay. Now, if you don't get it right the first time, we're going to give you a second chance with multiple choice. Yeah, all we right? really want yeah. you to win this prize. All right. <laughs> Look we're at how happy that boy, Bat Squatch yeah. is. Yeah. He's yeah. Ready to go. Look at him, little guy. He's cute. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. Bryce, why don't you hit him? Edward, what year was the Roswell crash? 1953. That is incorrect. Oh. <sighs> You're letting down the entire Club Scout Nation right now. <laughs> Look, Bat Squatch just said he's going to oh, run okay, away. Bat Squatch. Come on now, Bat Squatch. Come on, Bat Squatch. We're going to give him a second Yeah, it was chance good here. guess. Good guess. Good warm-up. Good, good warm-up. I'm going to go. give you the multiple choice, and yeah, maybe, maybe this will reignite something. Here we go. Is it A, 1947? Is it B, 1958? Or is it C, 1945? A. That's correct, Edward. That's correct. Oh, That's right. 1947. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a winged ape Super 7 figure that we bought at Monkey See, Monkey Do on South Congress yesterday. Right here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Good job, there. Edward. All right. Nice job. Great job. Nice job. All right. Uh, young lady uh, with the pretty uh, red hair, what is your name, please? Uh, Michelle. Michelle, awesome. All right. Okay. Are you All ready right. for a question? Yes. Okay. All right. Don't worry. We're going to take care of you. I got two here. Uh, okay. What does UAP stand for? Unidentified 
aerial phenomenon. There's right that. That's all you got to do. Right off. Sasquatch, yes. give her. That's it. What over she, the prize. Tell her what she's won. She's got an Archie McPhee Bigfoot action figure. Yeah. Well done. Oh, give it up oh, for her. Nice. Give it up for Thank M- you, Michelle, Squatch. Michelle, Thank, and yes, Edward. Squatch. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. Do a little many? dance for everybody. Little bat dance. Ooh, little bat yeah, dance. A little thriller. <laughs> Don't upset the bat okay, squatch. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you all report that bat squatch yeah. sighting. If Dr. Stan Friedman's ghost up. asks you if you've seen bat squatch, everybody raise your hand. Well done. Thank you, bat squatch. That's right. Thank you, bat squatch. Appreciate you. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, we're moving on. It is time for this week's story of high strangeness. I'm going to make a little room for super producer Riley here. Uh, Riley is going to, he accompanies all of our stories of high strangeness on the podcast. Usually it's done in post. Sometimes it's done live. Today it's going to be done live. Are you good there? Do you need a little? Texas style. Yeah. Do you need, uh, is that mic sound good for you? Picking that up on the I'm plugged in, baby. Okay, great. Oh, great. Oh, Love nice. It. All right. That. Here we go. So we've been celebrating Big Harry's summer all season long, and we didn't come all the way to Texas to interrupt the proceedings. So, Austin, we proudly present to you a few samples of Big Harry Monsters of Texas. Now, Texas may not be the first place that comes to mind when one thinks of Bigfoot legends, but with 38% of the Lone Star State being covered in woodlands, adding up to 63 million acres of forested area, there's plenty of hiding places for our big furry friend. For example, the uh, Big Thicket National Preserve near Houston is 80,000 acres of forested land and a host to high strangeness. And it's also got bayous. That's pretty cool. Bragg Road, nicknamed Ghost Light Road, is a hotspot for mysterious lights and the occasional appearance of ape-like cryptids. Incidents involving big hairy monsters chasing teenagers out of cemeteries and attacking cars parked on Lover's Lane have been reported there. One legendary specimen was said to lurk in the woods and roadside ditches of Round Rock, Texas, just 30 miles north of Austin. Legends tell of a hairy entity who dwells near a road named after him, Hairy Man Road. The story goes that way back in the 1800s, as covered wagons made their way across the West, a little boy, the progeny of pioneers, was bounced out of his family's wagon and left to fend for himself in the Texas wilderness. The child wasn't discovered missing until it was too late, and like Tarzan, he eventually grew into a big, strong, hairy, wild man. Pioneers swapped tales of the Texas hairy man running alongside their wagons and shouting an inscrutable language or posting up on a branch overhanging the wagon trail and dragging his big, heavy feet along the canvas tops as the caravans passed below him. Today, Round Rock celebrates the legend of the Texas hairy man with the Hairy Man Festival, a competition where men can compete to see who is the most hairy. Those are your people, Texas. Good <laughs> That's your people, Austin. I like now, that guy's outfit in the sun. Yeah. I mean, who are we voting for in this photo? Far left, right? <laughs> Far left, I think, wins yeah. for sure. It's that, it's that chest, right? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. the deal. Yeah, exactly. The Wild Man of the Navidad was another Bigfoot-like personality that was said to haunt sublime Texas in the early to mid-1800s. This entity was covered head-to-toe in short, dark fur and raided cabins and livestock, sometimes absconding with tools or even going so far as kidnapping the occasional settler in the dead of night who were never seen 
never to be seen again. Occasionally kidnapped. Yeah, you know, every now and then. <laughs> I do it on occasion. It depends on the mood. <laughs> How are we feeling tonight? There are many theories as to whether the wild man was a human or humanoid, but the origins of the creature were never discovered. But the story of the wild man of the Navidad was passed down through generations, in part due to author J. Frank Dobby, who recounted the legend in his 1938 book, Tales of Old Time Texas. You ever checked that out, Trevor? I have not. I might be one to add to the Red Web yeah. Library. Further west, one can discover a big hairy monster whose story originated in Kickapoo culture. It's a little confusing, though, because the Kickapoo Indians, the, that tribe was not native to Texas. So the origins of this story are somewhat dubious. That being said, the Great Bear Man, or the Bear King of Marble Falls, is an entity whose name refers to a Kickapoo legend about a wild man who was king of the bears. Now, the, the, the being that we're talking about was likely not that specific mythological figure, but it could have been some type of ape man or Bigfoot. In 1901 newspapers, they reported that a woman from Marble Falls named Ramey Arland was kidnapped by a hairy wild man who, quote, roared like a panther while tending to her sheep on the family ranch one afternoon. Hearing her screams, her family rushed to her aid only to find no trace of Ramey and no evidence of who or what took her. According to Ramey, a hairy creature carried her off into the woods to a cave where she was held prisoner for the night. While the local townsfolk searched helplessly for her, Ramey only managed to escape her after her captor fell asleep and was found wandering through the woods the next day. Here's how Ramey described the incident to the San Francisco Chronicle. I was walking along a narrow trail when a large black bear suddenly appeared in front of me. He quickly turned away and when a curious-looking animal running on four feet sprang out of the chaparral into the trail, I saw a glance that the monster in some way resembled a human being, and it flashed across my mind that I was being confronted by the bear king of the Kickapoos. The beast threw one of its long arms around my neck, glared into my eyes, and uttered a horrible sound. I expected to be torn to fragments. The creature seized me and ran towards the mountains. After Ramey was safely returned home, she directed hunters to the beast's lair in the Moon Mountains, where allegedly the men confronted and then shot and killed the beast after it charged. However, a body was never brought back to town, and no one knows what became of the creature's remains. 59 years ago this month, an unidentified hairy creature was lurking around the small town of Caddo, Texas. Known as the Caddo Critter, the monster made headlines in the Abilene Reporter News in July of 1963. A 72-year-old man named Charlie Gant shot a creature around 11.30 p.m., which he described as gorilla-like. Now let's take a look at old Charlie Gant here. <laughs> oh yeah, you do I not time specifically. Oh, you do yeah. not want to get on this guy's That's property. Charlie. No trespassing on yeah. Charlie Gant's land. Apparently, the creature had appeared on Gant's property the night before, and local residents had been reporting strange activity in cattle for the previous two weeks. Unfortunately, or thankfully, depending on how you look at it, Gant's bullets didn't make contact. Uh, with the late night intruder who escaped with all of its organs intact. Monster fever quickly swept, swept through the area. Some began to posit that the Caddo critter was the same creature who had been spotted in nearby Haskell, known as the Haskell Rascal, 
a mysterious being that had been reported in the area for over 80 years. The previous summer had seen an uptick in rascal activity, resulting in a series of unexplained livestock and animal mutilations. Mm, that's weird. Bigfoot researcher John Green wrote this in his book, Sasquatch, The Apes Among Us. Residents claim that the Haskell Rascal spends summers in the Kiowa Peak area west of Haskell and that it prowls in the lowlands during the winter, killing and feeding on livestock. It seems that the Caddo Critter had the same tendency towards animal abuse, lending some credence to the theory that the two monsters might actually be one and the same. A nine-year-old Caddo boy was on his way to the local fishing hole one hot afternoon when he spotted the large ape-like creature 200 yards away from his home. His mother told reporters that although she herself did not see the beast, something had been attacking local dogs in recent weeks. A second boy, this time with his mother present, and again near a body of water, both saw the Caddo Critter. The mother and his and child stood in shock and awe for two minutes as the monster allegedly growled and started throwing rocks at them before retreating into the brush. Just standing there while a monster is throwing rocks at you, you gotta go. You gotta Stunned run. in fear, like a deer in headlights. Yeah, that's right. that's what yeah. they say, you know, Butterfly. like a young boy staring at a hairy beast. Yep. Sightings of the critter dwindled with searches turning up empty-handed, as they always do. But it certainly wouldn't be the last of big hairy monsters seen in Texas. We've now we've already recovered, or sorry, already covered. The Lake Worth monster, who struck in the summer of 1969, way back in episode number 28 of BCC. But there was also the brief but glorious impression left by the Holly Hymn. Have you guys heard about the Holly Hymn, any of y'all? So, the Holly Hymn was a seven-foot-tall ape-like monster who terrified three teenagers in Holly, Texas, back in 1977. Two boys, Larry Suggs and Tom Roberts, were pelted by rocks by a branch-cracking monster while clearing brush at the Abilene Boys Ranch in Jones County. Abilene Boys Ranch sounds like those two were troublemakers and were sent there <laughs> the summer to work off their mischief. Here's what Suggs had to say. Whatever it was, he looked kind of like an ape but still a man. He had huge arms. They hung down to his knees. You'd have to see him to believe it. Suggs and Roberts chased after the monster, joined by their friend Renee McFarlane. Armed with a deer rifle, the kids managed to track the holly him into dense woods, fire at it, and miss, which sent the creature running into the dense thicket. Monster hunters descended upon holly, but him was never found. However, one of the local churches capitalized on the monster fever to help promote Vacation Bible School by sending out flyers <laughs> featuring a crude drawing of the Holly Hymn. Look how sad the sun is in this picture. That is a, that is a very sad sun. It's like the sun is ashamed that God made this thing. <laughs> So there you have it, folks. Those are just a few of the big hairy monsters who have once walked across this great state of yours. And we didn't even have time for the goat man, the West Texas owl man, the Texas chupacabra, or the donkey lady who is technically a ghost. So, Trevor, yes. as our guest and resident of Austin, we ask you, what the hell was all that? <laughs> Well, man, I, uh, you know, this guy has me thinking, like, there are so many local and nationwide, like, Sasquatch, Yeti, you know, Bigfoot, those are the big ones, but it seems like you got some, like, local ones, like Skunk Ape, or the, what was it, the Rascal? The Haskell Rascal. The Haskell Rascal. That's a good name. Yeah. It's got to have that's a good my name. favorite good marketing one, on that yeah, creature. Yeah, yeah. They're getting around. That, this is, there is so much more, uh, 
ape-like creature lore here in Texas than I would have would have imagined. It's all over the place. And there's some researchers that are like that say, you know, these things down here may not be the same things that we have in the Pacific Northwest. It might mm. be some sort of branch or relative. But because sure. I also know in the South, a lot of these leave like three-toed footprints instead of the regular really? five-toe. Yeah, especially down like the in uh the folk uh, the monster. Folk monster, yeah, yeah exactly. But um, thank you so much for uh, sitting through those tall those, tales. That was <laughs> fascinating. I zoned out picturing all the descriptors <laughs> and all these stories. This is fascinating. And well done, Riley Bray. Thank you for that oh, beautiful thank music. You. Thank you very much. All right, we have just that a couple beautiful. minutes left. I know that we got to get going here, but we wanted to open it up real quick. Is there anybody out there that has any questions? Any questions? Burning questions. Burning questions. That Burn, you've no, always wanted no. to ask. Uh, Club Scouts, you guys don't have anything. You've already had your show. There we go. I All see right. a hand. Let's bring up a, 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 a Michelle's got a question. We got a hand up in front too. We're going to get yeah. to you too. Uh, do you guys plan on doing another Bigfoot hunt like you did and lost all the audio for? Yeah, oh, so man. technically we didn't lose our Bigfoot hunting audio. It was stolen. It was stolen. <laughs> uh, I mean, I By did. the government. Yeah. Because we found him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we had conclusive proof, and it was stolen from my van, in case you don't know. Uh, yes, we do. We, ha we have plans in the works. and uh, We're we, going to make it up to you, and are. ourselves, yes. and Bryce. And Bigfoot. Yeah. You guys have never done it. Plan it with your friends. Go out and spend a weekend looking for Big. It's a yeah. hell of a lot also, of fun. Also, <laughs> hot tip, bring some flashlights and bear mace, just in case. <laughs> Think we went woefully under yeah. underprepared into the woods That's at true. night. That's <laughs> true. We were looking for Bigfoot, though, but we did find ourselves. We did. We, we did. did. We found friendship. Yeah. It was great. Um, anybody else? I saw real quick? Front, you had Oh, a yeah. Question? Here we yeah. go. Sir, what is your name? My name's Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt. Up, Thank Matt? you for being here, Matt. Up, man? Uh, yeah, so I was wondering... Uh, you guys plan on covering any more like awkward hide strangers like the Formanots or like <gasps> Sam Down the Clown? Oh, absolutely. So we've done an episode of San, uh, Sam the Sandown Clown. One of my favorite stories. This is a story yeah, about a couple kids in England who found a weird clown-like robot interdimensional being that like was hanging out under a bridge. Not uh, that where you... That sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It we, is awesome. We hung out with a clown <laughs> under a bridge, Mom. <laughs> uh, Never what you want your kids to come home and say. I found a mysterious <laughs> clown under a bridge. We had a great yeah. time. Hours of wrong. He put a ball in his ear and we could see it through his eyeballs. True story. True story. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head which episode that was, but we have covered it. Uh, and then the Formanots, we've had John E.L. Tenney on the show a number of times. He's been working on this case up in Michigan. This is a case where people are witnessing weird, like oblong, rectangular, rectangular objects that also have fur. So they're kind of like weird UFOs floating around yeah, at a like low a, level. It's like with a hybrid hair. UFO Bigfoot. Yeah, it's yeah. weird stuff. What's that? They also phase through, like, fences. And yeah, colors. they yeah. phase through stuff. So as John, uh, I think he's writing a little book on that stuff. So definitely when he sort of comes to some sort of cohesive theory as to what these things are, then we'll have him back on the show for sure. So thank you, Matt. Thank you. All right. We have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, I want to give a huge thanks to Trevor and everyone at RTX for having us here today. A huge shout out to all of you who joined us today and who have joined us every week over the past five and a half years. We appreciate you guys. If you love BCC, uh, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app and check out our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, for three additional bonus episodes 
episodes every month, access to the BCC Discord, the option to upgrade to Riley's Cosmeteer membership, which mm -hmm. is awesome. He uh, drops his original soundtracks on there and some original music. Uh, we have discounts on merch for our Patreon members and, and much more. So head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club for that. You guys have been amazing, Austin. Until next time, good night. And go get regressed. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Bigfoot Collectors Club is executive produced by Michael McMillan, Riley Bray, and Bryce Johnson. Our show is engineered, produced, and scored by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters. Follow them on Spotify. Want more BCC? For exclusive full-length episodes every month and total access to the other side, check out patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.